0: I am back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Plans are being made for more Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast episodes. Luke Taylor here. You are not alone. I am here with you, Michael Jackson, I believe made that song famous years ago. I am back from Napa Valley. I'm back in the studio. I struggled to record some episodes over the last six or seven months due to burnout, fatigue, and children. I have three active children. One's a golfer. One's actually a very good golfer. One's a very, very, very good golfer who now beats her father. I have played very little golf, but then the other kids are active, so it's been great. And we're back and it was just kind of busy with the distributorship too. So I am back. I just got back from Napa Valley with my lovely wife and I kind of want to talk about it. I drank some great wine, ate some great food, went to Bistro John Giovanni's for the first time. I have passed that place probably a hundred times and I decided to stop and make a reservation with our other group and our crew, as I call it. The Euchre and Wine Aficionados is uh, conveniently posted on the text message string by Deb, who is my longest and closest and bestest. That sounds awful. Friend in the world, Michael, the Chef Mike. I think she hates me, but it's okay. I think there's a sense of je- jealousy. But anyway, she named us the Wine and Euchre Aficionados. So we went to Bistro Don Giovanni. It was very pleasant. I was a little bit annoyed because I wanted the short rib ravioli and they ran out of short rib. But I, I switched and I got ravioli with meatballs. Probably the first time you've ever heard that before. It's usually spaghetti and meatballs. I had ravioli. Oscar was our waiter. He was fantastic and it was excellent. Beautiful scenery, great fare, good food. We also went to um, Bricks with um, some the Laird family, my wife and I, and we have been there before. We we're on the patio. There was music. The service was a little bit slow, but I think that's kind of the name of the game now. In a lot of restaurants, staffing is lower, fewer people. It's not like someone was sitting there twiddling in the corner drinking wine and just looking at us funny. They were not. The Bricks meal. It was funny. My wife was a little bit annoyed at me because, um, Rebecca Laird, who has been a guest on the podcast said, let's do some sparkling rosé. I said, fantastic. So waiter comes up and, um, Rebecca goes, I'd like to, we'd like a bottle of the Laird sparkling rosé. he's like, okay. So I always like to say, because I like to let little poke and prod and get people going. It's one of my fine characteristics that my mother hates and probably my wife and many other people that associate with me on a daily basis. But I think it's fun to get people going. But then I also hate when people get me going, so whatever. I, you can call me a hypocrite this one time. So I said to the waiter, is this stuff any good? And he's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a real cold and crisp or something like that. So the, about 10 minutes later, the bottle, or five, 10 minutes later, the bottle comes out and I asked the other guy who's serving him. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. He's like, oh yeah, this is very good. It's very nice, very nice. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. We just laughed. But we had a great meal and then the crew came in. We went to uh, Meadowcroft. We did a fine red wine blending experience. If you ever want a hands-on uh, experience, check out Meadowcroft Wines at uh, Cornerstone, uh, the Cornerstone sorry, corner. the Cornerstone in Sonoma. It's right across from Gloria Farrar. It's a really cool place. They've got uh, restaurants and I think Obsidian Ridge is there too. And they got cafes and um, art and garden shops, and there's beautiful gardens. It's just really pretty and tranquil. But if you really want a good time, go to uh, Meadowcroft, uh, talk to Tom and his great people. It's a cute little quaint little spot. And he does a red wine blending experience. You get five of the. We did five of the Bordeaux varietals. And we actually, um, there were six of us doing it. And uh, uh, my friends, the Kikos, decided to be Old Geyser. And when they were putting the wine in the bottle with the funnel, um, first Dick, it sprouts out everywhere. Like, like pater, like oil, you know, sprouting up from the ground. And I think his wife even said something like Dick, come on. And then two minutes, minute later, she did the same thing. There was wine everywhere. Tom's face was in disbelief, but he took it like a champ. I will tell you out of the six wines, my wife thought she had the best wines. All six of our wines were Awful. They tasted awful, but we have a bottle to remember them. We'll open in five years. We're going to do a wine and euchre party and we're going to have a wine tasting. I will tell you the wine was awful. Even the wine that won, I believe it was Dick's, was awful. Tom was so poignant and so polite with his words. The wines were awful. You will not see any wine made by me anytime soon. I will continue to sell it in the great streets of Ohio. But I will not be producing any wine I will leave that to the experts Like Tom and his winemaker Pitar So that was good And then we went to um, Farmstead Which I love The food was good But the service again was slow Uh, Once we got someone's um, Knew we were there uh, Then we got pretty good service The food was excellent Food, I shouldn't say excellent It was pretty good Uh, I'm happy with uh, Farmstead Um, So that was good (coughs) We had a little wine luncheon at Keenan with the fan, fantastic Michael Keenan and the rest of us sat Matt and Laura Big Up. Uh, that was excellent. Oh, I forgot. Thursday, we spent the afternoon with Rebecca Laird, and she was as off aw, as awful, as always awesome. <coughs> People love the wines. And it's just amazing. My friends really could... I guess now understood the gravity of how big Laird is in the Valley. 2,400 acres they own. Think about that. 2,400 acres they own, not lease, they own, which equates to about 5% of all Napa vineyards. And we're actually going to talk about some recent sales and purchases and some kind of rumors and rumblings going on. So Laird's Widen's were ex- excellent. We got the tour of the facility if you ever can peek back and see the facility their custom crushed facility and what have you it is like a little city back there it is unbelievable and the architect uh not Wolfgang Puck he's a chef can't think of who it is is the same architect as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland so I think that's pretty cool we then proceed to go to Keenan on Friday for lunch and um that was awesome I mean Michael's awesome a great host like Rebecca and Tom we had a lovely time, great wines, just a beautiful view. Before that, we went to Paloma. We've had Michael and then also Sheldon Richards, and I met his son, Caston And that was really remarkable. Just the views up in Spring Mountain are gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And the people are great. I've never seen so many hummingbirds as I have at Paloma. Um, I th- can't remember what he told me, how many pounds of sugar he goes through a day, just with the hummingbirds. They specialize in Merlot. He poured out, uh, which is kind of nice when you go to these smaller tastings is they pour some different stuff you might not get. So he poured a 13, of 14 Merlot. You don't usually see that. So that was really good. That was really, really good. So Paloma was good. Keenan was awesome as always. And then we went to Domain Corneros. And I'm going to talk more about Patreon. If you want me to tell you some more great stories about my wine adventures, both selling, talking about it, and drinking it support us or support me um it's as inexpensive as a shitty glass of wine at your least favorite fast food restaurant i shouldn't say fast food restaurant because mcdonald's doesn't serve um, wine not yet at least join our patreon page by going to www.patreon.com backslash and i will say about domain Corneros, it was what i do not love about napa it's not what I like about Napa. Sorry. And I'm going to talk about it more on Patreon. So I'll leave it like that. Then we did uh, Cliff Lady. We've had Jason Lady on the podcast. And that was nice. Just kind of a de- different uh, feel and, and did a tasting with uh, our, our host, who is very pleasant. And is going to Burgundy in a couple weeks. And she said she's going to start listening to the podcast. So I hope she does. And I hope she has a great time in Bone, bon, bon, bon uh in the Burgundy region of France. So it's was pretty cool. They have a huge emphasis on um, music, which I love about Jason and his father. I've, yet to, uh, I've never met his father, but I'd love to have him on, on the podcast eventually. And it's in Stegs Leap, which is beautiful. And then we went to a wine release party, which I've never been to, uh, at uh, met- uh, Matera, the good peoples of Matera. We've had Chelsea Barrett, and we've had Mike Trujillo, and we've had Brian Cunat. So... Um, I'm gonna have to start charging Matera uh, next time they come on the podcast. Maybe I'll say, "Hey, fly me out to Napa, and we'll have you on the podcast again." Just bring random people on for all I care. But that was really cool. Um, just a nice, uh, fun affair. Some great wine, some great food. Uh, they had a magician. They had a cr- uh, car- caricature. Oh, I didn't get that shit. That would have been great. I don't know if his, the paper would have been big enough to cover my big heat, as they say. We took a uh, tour of their new facilities and I mean, they're just, their wines are just getting better every day, every year, not every day, every year. Chelsea Barrett has taken the helm. We, Like I said, we've had her on the podcast. She comes from Napa Royalty. And actually what I did not tell you on Wednesday, my wife and I went to Chateau Montelena. And if I did earlier, I apologize. We had such a great time. That is the first time I've probably taken a tasting, not the way I go I uh, doing interviews or seeing suppliers. not knowing anything, not knowing anybody, had some uh, other cool, really nice couples with us. And John, who is uh, I believe uh, doing about a year now, who's a tasting room associate was fantastic. He was absolutely fabulous, very gracious, very knowledgeable, very passionate. And I think that's what you get when you go to these kind of smaller family-owned, mid-sized to smaller family-owned um, wineries. The passion comes through. They're they're willing to pour a little bit more. They they share some funny stories. There's history around the walls, which is great. There's history in the wine. So John was awesome, to say the least. And uh, actually, my wife suggests I should do like a tasting room, like have someone on a tasting room. So I think what I'm going to do when I go out uh, in the new year is I am going to do like a tasting room confessions and maybe have a couple people like John from different wineries just kind of talk about some funny stories, some things they've learned, um, some things they didn't know. Um, he's only been doing it for about a year. He was in the retail world and man, he is, he's, he's really uh, solid. And he got me onto a wine. I actually bought some. 2019 Chateau Montalena Zinfandel. I think he said they only do about a thousand cases it's rich to medium to full body it's about 45 it's got it's zin and primitivo so it's got the rustic the rustic kind of zinniness of a zinfandel and the primitino which is just beautiful acidity and great 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 finish Um, it was gosh strawberry and rhubarb pie that's what it reminded me of my mom my mom and dad used to have rhubarb in the backyard and my mom would always make strawberry and rhubarb pie and uh, brings back a lot of great memories, but that's what it tasted like. A little bit of spice plum, some silky tannins, just kind of lingered. It was really nice. It just had a like a slight pepper to it, but not a ridiculous pepper, not like a hardcore like peppercorn pepper. It was just kind of a soft, just really nice tannins. And I think you should check it out. 45 bucks. Uh, you can only get it at the winery. And if you ever go to Chateau Montelena, or you buy some, tell, them, tell, them, tell John or anybody else that Luke sent you. At the cork and taylor wine podcast so a couple things that i noticed um, with napa it is changing and i think nap is really gonna is starting to have a problem this is the first time in probably 25 26 times that i've noticed that that it's just changed and i think this is what's happening so while i was there i had heard that a winery called Vine Cliff had sold. The Sweeney family sold Vine Cliff this past summer to an entity controlled by the head of a worldwide security company based in Montreal, Canada. Neil ne, Neil Nell Nell, sorry Neil Nell. I think it's 2023. It's California. Nell and Charles Sweeney acquired the land in the mid 1980s. Agreed to sell their winery as part of their divorce agreement. That sucks. It's all because of a divorce. The sale includes nearly 100 acres on a hillside east of the Silverado Trail in the Oakville AVA, and I love Oakville, Oakville. The property features the winery, which can produce up to 48,000 gallons of wine a year and about 23 acres of planted vineyards, two caves, a pond. I like how they included the pond. I wonder how they would take that if they they didn't include the pond. We're gonna take it with us. And a residence on top of the hill. The purchase price is unknown. The real estate alone was sold for $42.1 million according to the deed filed August 1st in Napa. However, that dollar figure does not include the sale of the business or other assets. I think they probably got they probably got some money. I also heard while I was there, and this is uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but from the person that told me, I trust them and cake bread has sold. So look out for that. That's not surprising just with everything that's going on. But the one I passed going up Silverado trail is Rombauer and Gallo bought Rombauer known for Zinfandel, Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc recognized by all the Cougars in America. They call it Cougar crack and many other things. They bought the Rombauer brand, three production facilities, 700 acres in Corners, St. Helena and Sonoma Valley. Gallo is on a tear. Also this summer, they bought Hawn, which does Hawn wine, Smith and Hook, but they didn't buy any of the family vineyards. So what is going to happen? Prices are going to go up. You got to recoup the investment. And the problem with Napa is there's really nowhere you can go for cheap. It is expensive. I think my friends that stayed another night or two, they stayed at the Merit for $300 plus a night to lay your head. But then you go to these tastings. We went to the Domain Corner's tastings. Tasting, it was about $120 a person, $125 a person. They probably had about $10 in food costs and maybe $5 to $10 in wine. And would love to come around and, and try to sell you more. They really pushed that. They really pushed the wine club. And that's what's happening with Napa. So what you need to do is support these people that I've had on the podcast. The small, mid-sized family wineries that you go and do in a tasting and you're either with the owner, you're with uh, um, the owner's son or daughter, the wife, uh, a brother, the winemaker. It might be all all bundled up in one for all we know. But definitely look out for these smaller wineries. They're priced accordingly and they just have so much passion. I've also heard a word, because people knock Camus and Silver Oak, They're simply known, thanks to John at Chateau Montelena's tasting room, wines of effort. You have to work harder to manipulate a wine. So remember when someone's knocking some wine, or you're knocking some wine that you don't agree with, just tell them, you know what, it's a wine of effort. I also want to give a shout out while I end to John and Connie Wilson. I always love notes, whether it's um, a rating, a review. We actually got another uh, positive uh, re- star and review on Apple uh, Podcasts. I think we're up to 34. So if you have a moment, please do that because it just helps us go and grow. So, John and, and Connie uh, Wilson just came back from Napa, and he said that they scheduled most of their visits because of the podcast, from listening to the podcast. They joined Paloma and many others. So, john and connie keep listening thank you so much i appreciate everybody don't forget to subscribe rate and review and you know what just like you might share a bottle of wine or share a glass with a close friend share the podcast with them too the cork and taylor wine podcast i'm your host luke taylor i thank you for listening i appreciate it and as i always say keep drinking the good stuff